1: What's up, guys? and Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Ryan Oaks, and I'm here with a dear friend of mine, Kaylee Wright. Ryan, hey, hey, I- Kaylee, it's good to be here with you. We also have a mutual acquaintance, I would say, and yeah. our friend mm-hmm. Will McElroy. Come on, hey, buddy, What's up, how you y'all? doing? And Gage Holmes as well. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey there, Gage. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd love to welcome Gage Holmes to the studio. Gage, how we doing? Good. How are y'all?
2: Hey Gage, glad you're
1: here. We are happy to have you here, Gage. Why don't you Why don't you uh, welcome yourself to the audience? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: All right, my name is Gage Holmes. I'll be a senior at Highland Park High School next year, and I think my colleges are OU and A and (gasps) M.
1: Boomer.
3: Yeah, boom. I'll
2: pray for for you. I got to be honest. (laughs) I'm
1: disappointed in both colleges that were named, but we don't have to go there. Gage, I actually have a different thing that I would like to address here today, and that is a question that I would like to really ask everyone here at the table. Let's do it. I want you to imagine yourself about to. into a battle, okay. You are facing an entire army. Um, you're not alone, I'll, I'll give you that much. You're not alone, but you get to ride an animal into the battle, and the animal is the size of a tank. This is so specific. Mm. What animal <laughs> are you riding into battle, Kaylee?
2: Well, I was hoping I'd get to go first because I actually do have an answer. The animal of choice I would have if it was tank sized would be an ostrich, and the reason that I picked this is if you have ever been to a drive through zoo. Which I have, you know that ostriches are the most aggressive, violent, and inv- <laughs> invading animal in the drive-through zoo, and so I am terrified of, a, of an ostrich. I don't know. They've of got my- no
0: armor, though.
2: Yeah, but they oh, are no. fast. They are fast. No, those things are. That's what people don't know. Vicious warriors. Yeah, I so went I for, would. I'd pick that.
0: <laughs> I went for a different route. I looked at what animals are already tank-sized, and I thought of the rhino, and I picked him. Rhino. Because he's an absolute <laughs> unit. He,
1: it feels like he's talking to me. It's <laughs> confusing. Well, Rhinos
0: are just absolute units, you know? Yeah. Well, Gage, how about, what, what would yours be?
1: I think it's
3: a bald eagle. Like, oh, about riding answer. one of those, that'd be pretty fun to ride in the air.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: that big. Yeah, Absolutely. You just fly away if the ostrich comes for you. You could yeah. do some
2: serious aerial attacks that way. Yeah, and like with yeah.
0: its claws it has, like, mm-hmm. you pick stuff up and just tank
3: size claws.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's actually pretty Not interesting. My I think the fact that it can fly is a pretty interesting experience. No, actually, ironically enough, if I mean, if the bald eagle is as big as a tank, I think it would be capable of potentially picking up my rhino? a tank size rhino. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh-oh. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. armor doesn't protect against everything. But guys, okay. here's what I'll All right. tell you. Uh, my animal would actually be a grizzly bear, because I'm just thinking, like, no one wants to get in front of a regular-sized grizzly bear, let alone the size of it a bear that is the size of a tank.
2: Well, unless you just pretend to be a tree, because isn't that how you defeat a bear is you pretend to be a tree? No,
1: bears climb trees. But what is your
3: bear going to do when my eagle picks it up?
2: Yeah, all right. Come on, (laughs) It's one
1: thing to talk about a rhino being picked up by an eagle, but a bear, I mean, (laughs) bears are massive.
2: It will barely stand a a chance.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) uh, oh, no. Okay, (laughs) next time I'm picking a pterodactyl. But... (laughs) Anyways (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> okay, everyone, I loved your picks, but we're not here to talk about riding animals into battle, but we're actually here today to talk about God's word, memorizing his word, and how we share the gospel with that word we, we memorize. And so, Gage, I know you've said that you're just passionate about memorizing God's word, and that's a topic you chose. And, but before we get into how you do that, why you do that, I just want to ask how common do you think it is for high schoolers to enjoy? memorizing the word of God? Unfortunately,
3: I don't think it is super common. I think everyone uh, has maybe one, maybe two friends at the most who are really actively doing it, but it is not
0: super common. I don't think. Yeah, not at all, which is sad, but how so let's go into you. How did you, I mean, like we said, there's not many, but you, you've told us some awesome stories of how you memorize the word. So how did you develop that desire to regularly discipline yourself, to memorize the word of God?
3: Yeah. So into freshman year, I uh, blew out my knee wrestling and during that time of rehab and just like losing something that was so important to me, I was just like, okay, God, I don't know what to do here. I'm just going to give it to you. And through reading, I found uh, two verses that are key to me, Psalm 73, 26 and Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Um, And those just brought me so much comfort and encouragement throughout that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of really started to see I'm actually pretty good at memorizing scripture, but at the same time, it brings so much comfort To me in hard seasons. Mm -hmm. And then also just being in conversations with non believers and not feeling equipped or prepared to be able to answer their questions and I mean, respond to them well and just feeling like I had missed opportunities. There was a time Mm -hmm. in the wrestling uh, locker room, I was talking to this kid and he was just pouring everything out to me. And I just kind of stood there like a statue. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I just gave little response, but like I knew what I needed to say, but I didn't know any scripture to back it. Right, and I just felt insecure in that. I was like, I would say I'm a Christ follower. I should be able to give him like mm-hmm. God's word, and not just be like, "Oh man, I'm I'm so sorry," you know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I just felt ill-equipped. That's yeah. so
2: good. I think so many of us can relate to that experience of it's like a prime time layup opportunity Lay to up. share your faith to to dive in and minister to someone, and then we are blank. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I think often of us can resort to this phrase of giving people statements that start with, "Well, I think," mm. and I think. As I say, I think that counseling strategy or that ministry strategy is just never going to be sufficient Mm -hmm. because we're giving people our opinions and our thoughts rather than the word of God, which is the best thing we can possibly ever be giving people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because our opinions are always changing. Everything we're saying is changing. And oftentimes when we use those phrases, I think we're generally going off of our own personal experiences Mm -hmm. and what we've thought about a situation versus the word of God, which we know is inerrant and it's 100% true. And so the question we we have to consider is, hey, when we have a conversation with someone in that situation, are they walking away taking our words as their advice or are they walking away knowing what God says to be
0: mm-hmm. true? Yeah. I love, Gage, how God used people to just kind of encourage you to memorize a word in that locker room. And I was just thinking, as you were talking about a story in my life where I was in, involved in the college ministry and they gave us a shirt that had uh, Matthew 22, 36 through 40, and that's where Jesus is talking about the greatest commandment is to love the God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I didn't know that. All I was doing was wearing this cool shirt that had that verse. And it didn't even have the verse written on it. It just had the Matthew 22, 36 or 40. And this girl came up to me and she says, well, what does that verse say? Uh-huh. And I didn't know. I had no idea. I started pulling up my Bible app. She's like, wait, you don't know? You're wearing a shirt and you don't know the verse? And I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, do you know what it said? She's like, no, I'm an atheist. And I was just so confused. And then she just started going for my neck and was like, if you're going to wear something, like you need to know what it says. And so in that moment, God used someone who was an unbeliever to just encourage me and convict me to, if I'm going to wear something, if I'm going to rep something, like I need to truly know what I believe. And so I went home and memorized that verse. And, uh, and so I love that you shared that gauge, but something else that a lot of people like is, I think we just like hearing about how people do it. How do you memorize the word how do you get in your bible how do you teach the bible and so gauge specifically for you how how does it look like for you to memorize the word of god yeah so usually i like find a verse either reading or
3: like in a sermon and then once i hear it or find it that i like i'll use a scripture typer i think it's called bible memory now um but it's a super super amazing app that makes it super easy to just memorize any verse It, it takes under thirty minutes, you usually mm. can get almost any verse as long as it's like a sentence to three, and it's not crazy long. But it's it's what I use, and it gets everything, I, any
0: verse done super mm. easily. Yeah, how often is it? Every day you do it, or I know you said it takes twenty to thirty minutes, but are, like, are you doing this every day or weekly? Uh, every
3: day. So I'll spend. Uh, usually get to work a little early and sit in my car and go through all the like the verses that it's telling me like need to be reviewed. So it's about 20 minutes a day, usually maybe a little more, a little less depending on the day, but it's definitely daily because if you don't do it daily, you're not going to stay fresh on them. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. When
2: you think about the number of aimless hours we spend on social media, oh, like man. we all have 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. that we could, we could use more sure. profitably like that.
0: Yeah. Right. Kaylee, Ryan, do y'all have any like techniques or ways you've memorized the word in the past?
2: Yeah, I use a, an app on my phone also called Versus. It's probably the same kind of template, but sometimes I'll just take out my journal after that and start writing them out by hand because I'll practice on my phone and it's good for me to get my journal out Mm -hmm. and and write them as well.
1: Yeah, and I've actually used the Bible Memory app as well, but another strategy I've used is where I will take the first letter of every word in the verse Mm -hmm. and write it down so that that way I'm not, you know, my hand starts to cramp a little bit after I'm writing down a full verse multiple times in a row. But if I'm writing the first letter, it can trigger Mm -hmm. what the word is. And then sometimes I'll even write it on my hand throughout the day and I can kind of glance down and just see how I'm doing. I'm memorizing that scripture. Mm-hmm.
0: There's dozens of ways to do it. I think the best way is whatever will get you to start memorizing the word. There's no point in memorizing the word unless it brings you closer to Jesus and unless you can share it with someone. So why don't you tell us, Gage, just how has memorizing God's word actually brought you closer to Christ, brought you more joy? And tell us about a way that it's just come to life where you've been able to just share it with someone.
3: Yeah. So I would say overall shape and how it shaped my view of God is like you learn so much about him and his characteristics in so many different ways. You can find a verse to relate to almost anything. And so there's always counsel and like wisdom in the Bible for whatever you're going through. And so when I'm memorizing, I like to grab from all different types of areas of like Um, anxiety or, uh, you know, just like not sure what tomorrow will bring. Just like all different types of things you can bring, like drinking, like there's verses on everything pretty Mm -hmm. much. And so being able to grab those and know those and then see like the character of God and how he would react to those. It brings me uh, just like, I guess, joy and knowing God more and just seeing his like character, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then how it, it helped me with my friends is being able to like sit at a meal with a friend and like clearly articulate the gospel. And when I'm doing that, have scripture to back it up like Romans 8, 28, Romans 6, 23, like two solid verses to go to Ephesians 2, eight and nine, um, just key verses on salvation. And it takes a load off of like yourself when you're sharing the gospel of like, you can like, this isn't like my words, like, here's what the Bible has to say about this. And it's, it makes it a little less awkward because it's more of like a, here are my thoughts and it gives you a baseline kind of, or a credibility thing to like bring up or talk about.
2: Yeah, that's so good. I love just the way that by memorizing God's word, you've been able to be others focused and kind of have this arsenal of, here's what I can do to share God's word with other people. Like you already know what to pull from. And I think for me personally, memorizing the Bible has been so helpful for even just like my relationship with God and my own personal like peace and security and comfort, even just seasons of anxiety. Um, I've tried to like cope with overwhelming thoughts by just like distracting myself on my phone or with TV or even spending time with friends. But by far, the most helpful thing I've ever done is memorize scripture. Um, Over this past year, memorized Psalm 34 in its entirety and can probably tell you it's been thousands of times that Psalm 34 has just replayed over and over and over in my mind. And um, anytime I do that versus anytime I try to numb out on social media, I can tell you a difference. And so God's word has been such a helpful way of, if I'm trying to take away anxious thoughts, I need to add something profitable and adding God's word is the best thing I've I've figured out for myself. So,
1: yeah. And as you mentioned, Psalm 34 of that idea of taste and see that the Lord is good, right? I think of Matthew four, when Jesus is being tempted in the desert and he answers the first temptation with man doesn't live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. And just that concept of, as you're saying, like, scripture memory is what helps us fall more in love with Jesus. And like, that is the truth of that. That's why I love that visual of bread, right? Bread is good. Bread tastes good. It's good for you to eat, but like the word is so much better. The word is what completely satisfies us. And not only that, but it equips us, right? Mm -hmm. Psalm 119.9 talks about how can a young man keep his way pure? And it's by guarding it according to your word. And like, just to see your value in doing that. And even as Kaylee is saying, like your desire to use that to help benefit others is huge.
0: Man, I love that. Obviously, I think, I hope we've made it clear that there's no greater joy than being in the word of God. And one of the best ways to know the word of God is to write it on your heart and mind. And so why do people not do this, Gage? I know we talked about, we're talking specifically about teenagers, but mm-hmm. if you looked at any Christian of mm-hmm. any age, most people do not memorize the word um it's just hard why why do we not do it? Yeah, I think it starts with they don't have the desire
3: or see how it can be helpful, but then also they don't know how to like go about starting. They might not mm-hmm. know about like the very helpful apps or you know they're just like oh I'm not good at memorizing things and it just seems like work or a check the box type thing and so it, they're like not motivated to work on it because it just it seems like work. It doesn't seem fun or like it's going to really help them or that they can use it.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I love hearing stories of people that just memorize massive chunks of of the Bible or memorize many verses. And so I hope whoever's listening is encouraged by Gage. I know for me, when I realized how possible and tangible memorizing the word was when I worked at Cannecook one summer, and there was a counselor there who she had memorized the entire book of James over the course of summer. And I actually heard another story of someone who's... Someone on Watermark staff has a wife who's memorized, I think it was 18 books of the Bible.
2: It's true. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Janet Pope.
0: Uh, Janet Pope. Okay, I didn't yeah. know her name, but Janet Pope, 18 books of the Bible. And I just, I I can't imagine what goes through her head, you know, just all the time. I, I just think what joy she has that no matter what situation she's in, like you were talking about Gage, she has a verse or a section of scripture that she just knows through that. Whatever topic it is, she's like, I can go there. I can go there and find refuge and the promises of, of God uh, and his word.
2: Yeah. That's so good. And I, it's convicting because we know so many song lyrics. And when I Mm. think about the, Mm. just the wealth of pointless lyrics, I know, um, I know way too many Taylor Swift lyrics and way too few. um, Eternal um, living and active truth from God's word. And so I think that shows I can memorize and there's other areas I do want to memorize. And that's a reflection of my heart is when I would rather memorize song lyrics than stuff that's gonna point me closer to God or help me in this broken world.
1: That's so true. Honestly, I could I could probably sing a song that I heard fourteen years ago if it came on the radio I'd know yeah. exact words mm-hmm. to it. But if I if you ask me a verse I memorized a week ago, I might struggle to repeat that to you. Yeah. That's so yeah. real. Gage, do you do you feel like um, you know, we talk about oftentimes we, we don't tend to memorize scripture because we may not have the desire or the discipline to do that. Mm-hmm. Imagining that that's a level playing ground for all of us and how we've all gotten to, do you ever feel like that desire changed the more you did it, that you actually grew to really enjoy memorizing scripture?
3: For sure. When I first started finding it and like, doing it, it was like really enjoy, like I enjoyed it a ton and I was learning a lot of verses, but I kind of hit a roadblock a couple of weeks in and I was kind of like, these are great and they've comforted me but like I haven't got to like share these with anyone. There hasn't been like a, a way to like practically use them that much or that I've like seen. So I kind of hit a, a roadblock of like, why should I keep really doing this? Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of stopped for a little bit. And, and then I kind of just realized like, I, I liked it when I was working on that more. I honestly was more happy and like at peace with like what was going on and more comforted. So then I got back into it. And so it,
0: it's for sure now something I do more mm-hmm. yeah. and enjoy. Okay, Gage, and just one or two sentences, what would be your final encouragement you would give to any student listening right now? Practice, practice sharing the gospel with your friends
3: and being in those conversations and practice memorizing scripture. You'll enjoy, uh, you're, you will get to the point where you enjoy it and like it. Um, it'll be fun and you will see the fruit that comes from knowing it and others will see it in you. So just, just practice
0: and commit to doing okay. it. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, guys, just a final summary of what we talked about today. There's just a couple points that stick out. And one is it's not common for anyone to memorize a word. And the reason it's not common is because it's hard. Uh, And so if you want to memorize a word, you got to do the hard work of discipline and just getting into it. And so our encouragement would be to simply start and start simply. Mm -hmm. Whatever works for you, just start memorizing the word somehow, some way. Because the second point is that It takes pressure off you. I've I've just known in my time my times of my life where I've experienced stress, God's word is just in the back of my mind. Like when the when the motor is in neutral, the gears are just humming the sounds of scripture in my mind. And so simply start, start simply and practice and You will just see more joy in your life. And so that's all we have for today. Uh, If you have a question about teenage life, we would love for you to send it to us so we can discuss it. So send us your questions on our Instagram at Shoreline Dallas and we'll see you guys next time.
2: Thanks for being here, Gage. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. We'll see you guys. Bye y'all.